It's Friday of the third week of Lent. Welcome to today's Lentcast. This is Father John Zulsdorf. The Roman station today is at San Lorenzo in Lucina. We've already visited stations dedicated to this Roman deacon and martyr, which attests to the love of the Roman people for him. The gridiron, or craticula, on which St. Lawrence was burned alive is preserved here. This church may have been the house of a Roman matron named Lucina, or it was her property. The famous Altar of Peace of Augustus Caesar stood just behind the apse of this church. When it was rediscovered, it was transferred to its present location near the Tiber. The gospel in the traditional form of the Roman rite is about the woman at the well. In ancient times there was a well just near this church. Also, tradition has it that the Samaritan woman's name was Photina, related to the Greek word for light, just as Latin Lucina is little light. Pope Sixtus III built the first basilica here around 435. He was the pope who also made the mosaics in St. Mary Major. In ancient times, this church was the starting point for the procession on 25th of April with the singing of the great penitential litany. This went up the Via Flaminia, across the Milvian Bridge, and down to St. Peter's for the Station Mass. The original basilica was damaged in the Norman invasion of 1084. In the 12th century, Paschal II restored the basilica. He added the portico and the beautiful campanile, or bell tower, and the marvelous cosmotesque floor. It was consecrated on the 26th of May in 1196 by Celestine III, and then Paul V entrusted the church to the cleric's regular minor in 1606. In this church, I find what I consider one of the most beautiful paintings in all of Rome, the altarpiece, which is Guido Reni's crucifixion. He painted it in 1642, just before his death. From Alban Gudiers, The Passion and Death of Our Lord Jesus Christ Having thus prepared him by his own example, by his friendship, by his winning of their love in return, he does not hesitate to tell them what will come. He has said it on other occasions, but never so plainly as now. Yet he tempers the bitterness for them by placing himself, as it were, in their midst. In suffering, at least, he will always be with them. If the world hate you, know ye that it hath hated me before you. If you had been of the world, the world would love its own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Remember the word that I said to you. The servant is not greater than his master. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my word, they will keep yours also. But all these things they will do to you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not have sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. But now they have both seen and hated both me and my father. But that the word may be fulfilled which is written in their law, they have hated me without cause. But when the paraclete cometh, 
whom I will send you from the Father. He shall give testimony of me, and you shall give testimony, because you are with me from the beginning. In language so clear, Jesus foretold the history of his own, a prophecy which has been fulfilled in every generation. From the beginning it has been his own lot. The place of his birth had been deluged with innocent blood on his account. When he first came forth to claim his kingdom, the war had been declared between himself and the powers of darkness. The Lord thy God shalt thou adore, him only shalt thou serve. The world may affect to ignore the name of Jesus Christ, but the very ignoring is in itself opposition. And when the day of testing comes, it is soon see who are and who are not with him.